Hey everyone, this is Erin here. I just wanted to give you a heads up that my track on this episode had some technical difficulties. Um, I think we got it fixed for like the last 30 seconds, but uh, we kept this one a short episode because we had so much difficulty. So I apologize in advance um, that the sound quality is not quite up to par. But if you want to, feel free to listen and enjoy this episode. Thanks. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And we're we are keeping, keeping busy. busy. This episode. This week. This episode, yes. <laughs> In this episode, we made dim sum. Mm-hmm. We each actually picked different recipes, so we have some interesting trials and tribulations, I think, from each mm-hmm. of our recipes. I made char shu bao, which is barbecue, uh, Chinese barbecue pork buns. And you made? I made Shanghai soup dumplings. That's what this says. I'm sure that there's a more authentic Ooh. name that I would butcher even if I saw it, but that's what the recipe <laughs> Hey, that's good enough. People can look it up. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get your recipe? I got my recipe from Epicurious which is one of my favorite go-to websites. It's treated you well, I think. Yes. And where'd you get your recipe? I have a book called Dim Sum. (gasps) You have a book? I have a book. Yeah, I know. Every once in a while, I go off the uh, technological path, and I actually look through some of my many cookbooks that I own. And so I actually used two recipes in here, technically. Because in the first section is a recipe for the Chinese barbecue pork itself. And then there is a separate separate recipe that incorporates them into the steamed buns. Well, that's true. I also used a separate recipe for the dumpling wrappers. Uh, and I got that from ChinaSichuanFood.com. So um, I thought that those soup dumplings used a um like a pot sticker wrapper which i guess is not the case is it more like a dough or is it rolled out very thin it's rolled out pretty thin it says specifically that you can't use a wonton wrapper you have to find a dumpling wrapper Uh, and that's where i just googled dumpling wrapper recipe and it's only three ingredients it's just flour a little bit of salt and water so it's kind of like pasta. Yes. Yeah, very similar. It was a very easy recipe. Um, it had a specific technique for how you roll them out that I did not follow. Did you use a pasta machine? I did not. I should have. But it, it had, there was a video where so you have your little, your little round piece of dough, and you're supposed to... Uh, with the rolling pin, roll it back and forth while rotating the dough. And so okay. what you end up with is a wrapper that is slightly thicker in the middle and thinner on the edges. And I could not get that coordination down, so I just had kind of uniform flatness. I did a very similar technique with my dough balls. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the steamed buns, it's definitely a thicker, breadier outside. Um, it's not a, it's not rolled thin. It's also a yeasted dough. 
so it's fluffy and puffed up more um but i was thinking about it and i feel like i always have more dough on the bottom anyway so what i did is i rolled them into balls in my hand then kind of flattened them out to probably a quarter to a half inch thickness and then started just working the outsides with my fingers until the outside was thinner than the inside so that when I gathered it up, it was almost, you know, kind of evened out more. There were some where it worked better than others. I also didn't divide my dough balls perfectly evenly, but it worked. Okay. First was making the Chinese barbecue pork. Um, it calls for, oh, two pork fillets. I don't really know what a pork fillet mm -hmm. is, so I used um, pork tenderloin. It seemed to work out all right, and it's nice because it's not a super fatty cut, so when you're going to chop it off, you don't have to do a lot of trimming. Um, so I used two pork tenderloins, then it's hoisin sauce, ground bean sauce, which I think I talked to you about before. I have no idea what that is or where to get it, so I left that out. Um, crushed garlic, Chinese five spice powder, soy sauce, and brown sugar. Um, says a pinch of Chinese red food coloring, which I also did not have on hand, so that got left out. And the pork goes in, this is actually a marinade, and the pork goes in the marinade and sits, um, as long as you can let it, and I let it sit overnight. Uh, and then the next day you roast it at 350 and basically baste it a bunch of times to get a nice thick coating of that sauce cooked on to the pork. Then once that's done, you, um, you basically make the marinade again into a sauce. So you're double flavoring the pork. So the dough is pretty simple. It's just dry yeast, warm water, uh, sugar, flour, and butter. Little self-rising flour too which I did not have, so I made, had to make it with regular all-purpose flour and baking soda and salt, I think. So you're supposed to do it in a certain order, but I didn't read ahead and I kind of messed it up. <laughs> so instead of putting, uh, letting the yeast kind of, I forget what it's called, start percolating. Blue. Sure. Isn't that gelatin? Yeah. We are kitchen experts. Yeah. So as soon as the yeast comes alive, you're supposed to add the rest of the stuff, but I kind of accidentally put everything together. I did leave it for a while so the yeast could get happy. And um, either way, my dough turned out good, so I don't care. Do what you ever want. Um, so you got the, the dough, and then you have to leave it to rise for an hour. And while you're leaving it to rise, you can make the filling, which again is very similar to the the marinade that you make for the pork it's got ginger and garlic more hoisin and oyster sauce and soy sauce also sesame oil um and you just heat up the aromatics the ginger and the garlic and some oil then you add the hoisin and the oyster sauce and the soy sauce and the sesame oil and you do like a cornstarch and water mix to thicken it up although honestly it like didn't need to be thickened I don't know if that's really for kind of post cooking in the pan so that when you steam it, it doesn't get too liquidy, but it's, it was like really thick. 
and then you chop up the pork really finely. You only use eight ounces of it. Um, so that was, I think, a half of one pork tenderloin. So I had a lot of pork left over. How many dumplings did that make? It made 16. Oh, okay. So you could just, you know, make four, you can make four recipes of dough and then just make, what's that, 64 dumplings? Is that 16, 16, 32, 32, 32, 4? Yeah, 64. You could just make 64 dumplings at one go, but I was not about to do that. Yeah. And then you add in some chopped green onions, and you form the buns really just by pinching the dough together around and twisting it. Because the smooth side goes up, you don't really have to worry too much about how your seals look. Okay. And then you steam them and eat them, and it's really easy because everything is already cooked except the bread. So they just the bread gets puffy and hot, and then you shove it in your mouth and burn your tongue like I did. That sounds great. It was delicious. Those are my favorite buns, the trusted bows. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I will say that in this book, they have these little crosses cut in the top. Uh-huh. To probably to let the steam out and so they don't explode. I know before I've made uh red bean paste buns and they end up cracking and oozing all over the place. So mine did not crack and ooze all over the place. I think my mixture ended up just kind of dry for some reason, but it still tastes really yummy. I think it has to do with the the ingredients that you've skipped on. Was it the bean sauce? Well, I don't know. That was only in the marinade. Oh. So that was only flavoring the initial pork tenderloin. I didn't skip out on anything that went into the into the filling itself. But they looked wonderful. They tasted pretty good. I, I think I added a little too much ginger because I didn't actually uh, measure it. It says, I think it's three teaspoons of grated, yeah, three teaspoons grated fresh ginger. And I thought to myself that maybe it wasn't enough, and so I did probably two, two kind of like inch long knobs, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably more than three teaspoons. They're a little spicy, in a good way. Okay. <laughs> so would you make it again? Um, I don't know. If I'm really in the mood for barbecue pork bun. I think I actually like them better than any of the ones I've ever had before oh, okay. because they are a little spicy and you can actually taste the flavors in there. Whereas I find that most barbecue pork buns, maybe I've just never had a good one, but it seems mm-hmm. like they're just overly sweet and all you can taste is like the hoisin sauce and nothing else. So if I had a real hankering for one, I would, I would make them myself. But it's a little, there's a little too much, like, <laughs> involvement. Yeah. Man, I really wish I could try it. Dang. Dang it. Dang it. I want one. Pisto vision. <laughs> I want to try one of yours real bad. Well, I mean, I still have some in the freezer. If we mm-hmm. can get together sometime in the next, you know, eternity. It only takes a few minutes to steam them up. Yeah. I have a bunch of mine that are frozen, too. So I can bring those. Let's do it. Dumpling party. Dumpling party. So tell me about your recipe. 
Alright, I forgot. Shanghai soup dumplings from Epicurious. Uh, first step is to make a soup broth. And this was a bunch of uh, chicken. I, I went to a local Asian market and got a whole chicken all cut up. So, um, and then it says Chinese. That seems like something you could get at a regular supermarket. <laughs> but it was all chopped up. Because the, the recipe calls for two and three quarter to three pounds of chicken wings, backs, and necks. So all the, the extra bits. So I just bought the chopped up chicken and had all the bones and stuff in it. So I thought that was close enough. And then just two and a half ounces of Chinese style cured smoked ham, which I could not find. So I just got ham. That seemed good enough. Um, green onion. That makes me very curious though, don't you? Yes. I mean, doesn't, doesn't it make you curious? It does make What me... is Chinese cured smoked ham? I want to try that. I do want to try that. I was very disappointed when I couldn't find it. And I asked a couple people at the store and they said, uh, they looked at me like I was crazy basically. So I think it, it was a Korean market, so that might be one. Anyway, um, ginger shiitake mushroom, garlic, soy sauce, Chinese rice wine. And I did not have rice wine, but I had rice vinegar. And it was only two teaspoons in like 10 cups of water. So I thought that would be fine. I don't know. Um, taste of fine. So you boil that for two and a half hours until the chicken is all fall apart. And then you mix in, you strain it, mix in two gelatin envelopes, and you pour it into a, a 9 by 13 inch pan and let that cool overnight. And then you slice it into little cubes that you can then put into your dumplings. So they're solid for assembly. And then when you steam it, it turns back into broth. Very fun. That's magic. It is magic. That's so super magical. I actually want to look up while we're talking this um, Epicurious recipe. They must have a picture, right? Yes, they do. But in addition to the broth, there is a filling, which is ground pork. It's supposed to be shrimp, but I just went all pork, green onion, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of soy sauce, garlic, salt, pepper, ginger, more of that Chinese rice wine, and just a little bit of sesame oil. And so you take about a teaspoon of that and a couple little cubes of gelatinized broth, and you wrap it up in your dumpling wrapper. And you steam it. So it's raw before you steam it. The pork is? The pork is, yes. And like I said before, the dumpling wrapper was just flour, sugar, and water. What you is beat black it for vinegar? Black vinegar for the dipping sauce, which I did not find black vinegar. I didn't look very hard <laughs> since it was just a dipping sauce. And it's already got its own broth. Why do you need to dip it? I'm sure it's delicious. Just didn't try very hard. I don't understand why, but the dough for the wrapper had, you beat it for six to eight minutes, rest for 15, beat it again for two to three minutes, and then rest for an hour. You must be developing the gluten because otherwise you so, would just yeah. flour and water. You probably don't have enough structure in it to actually have it hold together. Yeah. So you're probably beating the gluten to develop it and then the resting is probably just to soften it up enough so that you can develop it more by beating it more 
Just letting the proteins relax and then jamming them back together again. Yeah. So are you going to try one on air? Are you going to go and get one? I'm going to go get one. Here I go. This is the second batch that I made. The first batch, they broke open and all that broth leaked out. And it looks like this second batch is the same. Darn it. Oh, no. Mm. But it's super flavorful. I'm very good. Do you think maybe you didn't beat your gluten enough and the liquid is just leaking out through the wrapper? I think I waited too long to steam it because there were sections on the bottom where the, the cube of broth had just been kind of sitting and made the... Um, the wrapper soggy? Yeah. It got soggy and then it couldn't hold up. I think this is something that you need to assemble and, and steam right away. Like, yeah. But I feel like the, the broth got into the wrapper a little bit and yeah. it's very tasty, filled dumpling. Oh, it's funny that you say that because um, one thing that I thought was interesting about my uh, my steamed buns is that, I don't know if you can tell from this picture, they are not white. Mm-hmm. Like, the dough is not white. It is definitely brown from all of the filling. But it, the weird thing is, once you break it open, the inside of the bread is white. Oh. Hmm. So I'm like, how does that make sense? So they go into the steamer, and the whole thing looks like white dough. But then when they come out of the steamer, the outside of the bun looks brown, but the inside of the bun looks white. <laughs> Did you figure out why? No. How could it color the outside without coloring the inside? It's very mysterious. It's mysterious. If any listeners know why that might happen, please email us at keepingbusypodcast at gmail.com. Hey, we didn't end up talking about what kind of delicious things we were going to wrap in something next week, next time. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking pierogies? Pierogies are intimidating. Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. I've made fake pierogies before. I've made gluten-free pierogies before. Mm -hmm. What else can we wrap in things? Everything can be wrapped in something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like this needs a needs a, some thought. <gasps> Internet, what should we make? I mean, there's millions of iterations on stuff to dim sum things. We did a daifugu. Mm -hmm. We did a dim sum I'm going to just look up dumpling and see. I want an Indian dumpling. Oh, oh, we can make samosas. Yeah. Those are deep fried, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Deep fried. We could do empanadas. Mm, empanadas are dumplings. Momo is a type of South Asian dumpling popular across the Indian subcontinent. Oh, when I hit Momo, all that comes up is that creepy... Creepy face. Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to look up Momo dumpling? Momo food. Okay, I'll try. Oh, they have to be served with sauces. Um, let's just go with pierogies. I know I said no, but let's let's do pierogies because oh my god, pierogies are so good, right? Yeah. I think what so. are you gonna put in your pierogies though? Are you gonna put just like potato, or are you gonna put like well, I think guess traditional is probably potato and onion, right? Maybe some cab cabbage. Is there cabbage in pierogies? 
Or do you just serve the cabbage with the pierogies? Oh, so pierogies are Polish? That's what they tell me. Central and Eastern European origin. I think pierogies are pretty magical because, I mean, what's everybody's favorite things to eat? Is it not pasta and potatoes? So, yes, it is. I mean, if you have potatoes wrapped in pasta, there's not much that can top that. Sounds wonderful. Especially if you cook them in a vast quantity of butter. Yes. And it really takes it over the top. <laughs> Which is how I usually cook pierogies. Pre-made, pre-made pierogies. Alright, so it's decided. Next time we will do pierogies. Alright, so let's do pierogies. Woo! So, if anybody has any good pierogi recipes, like sweet, authentic, Polish family Hopefully cooking along with you um, in these next two weeks before our next post and you can tell us your results and you'll find ours next time and until then we'll be, we'll be keeping, keeping busy, busy.